The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The brain is our personal tool to keep us at our best and realize self-esteem. The mind, body, and immune system work together to help us make the right choices and to reach our purpose and potential. Welcome to Illuminating Now, Lindsay's Life Secrets. Lindsay and her guests are the go-to experts when it comes to relationships, sexuality, parenting, and wellness. We're here to enlighten and inform you. Now, here is your host, Lindsay Levinson. Hi, this is Lindsay Levinson. I am your host here at Illuminating Now, Lindsay's Life Secrets, and we're on voiceamerica.com. We're on the Variety Channel. Thanks for joining. Thanks for joining us. I really do appreciate that. I want to make an announcement, actually, because it is because of your joining. A press release has went out recently, and it's announcing that Voice America has secured the continuation of this show. And that's based on popular demand. We've been able to take a look at some of the numbers and some of the people listening. And you listeners are just contributing dramatically. So we will continue. And there were over thousands that read this press release within hours of it going out. So thanks to you listeners and thanks to you who are participating on Facebook as well. I am going to give you addresses and Facebook will be the first one illuminating now. It's all one word. And if you stop by there, I'm asking you to like my page, if you would, please. The radio show would appreciate it here. And at Illuminating Now, all one word, that's Twitter. And if you would follow us, that'd be great, too. Today's going to be a great show. I think the show is going to really, hopefully, be very educational. It's got to do with careers. Now, we had a show on prior, and it had to do with careers, but it, um, you know, it talked about the demise of an individual who told her story in the corporate career structure. I echoed some of what I had seen while I was there as well. This show gives you the chance to look at something different, and it's franchising. We have a guest on our show, Dan Cunningham of Paget and he is he's with Paget Business Services and can tell you more about that when we introduce him. But I want to tell you that we're going to talk about how can you work? How can you blend your passions? How can you blend your lifestyle? How can you make the amount of money you want to make? Being a coach, I listen to the misery that many people experience. It's very very common. Clients are working at their job And they're not happy. I mean, I'm not going to say every single person I meet, but this is a very prominent factor going on in our culture and society, that people are not happy. And in fact, they're quite depleted. I was in corporate America. I loved my job. I was treated pretty well, but I don't conform to politics well. And I don't like games. And (laughs) even if I stood up for myself, other people might not have. So it was hard to watch. I think self-esteem is often compromised at the hand of maybe an unethical boss, maybe someone who's putting you in a corner, not being very nice, bossy, controlling, compromising your ethics, but you better follow or you'll lose your job. 
Then you have aggressive colleagues and maybe these are your friends and you go to lunch with them, but there's still competition to get ahead. Otherwise, we are talking about mediocrity. And most of us are wanting something beyond mediocrity, which means there's a competition because there's only so many spots. So that can hurt too. So do you ever just dream of being your own boss? Maybe you're daydreaming it. Maybe you're dreaming in your sleep and maybe they're turning into nightmares if you aren't able to, uh, you know, come to this conclusion as a way to do it. But if you could set up your own company, do you ever think about the way you would do it or the way it should be or the way you'd like to work in a company that was designed with a model that you do appreciate? And this is part of why I pursued my PhD in organizational psychology. I wanted to help create strategies that lead employees to be happy. Uh, a lot of people do organizational psychology to talk about an ROI and profit margins and efficiency and sustainability, but I really wanted to talk about happiness and pure happiness and what happens in an environment by osmosis if people are happy. Now, I'm not saying this world and this job and, 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 and corporate America could just change because happy people skip to work, but I am saying that there is a natural competition that does exist in the workplace. That is really true. It is a default model, competitiveness of some sort. And even if you're competing with your own boss for your idea or competing with your colleague for a position, I mean, there's, there's a, you know, kind of an edgy feel sometimes in the workplace. And employees are often a casualty. I decided, along with being a life coach, I wanted to introduce more options for the people who came to me so sad about what was happening to them in the workplace. So I became a licensed franchise broker, and this, this allows me to understand the world of franchising and give my clients a lot more choices and information. And my view of this is why I reinvent the wheel. I mean, some franchises aren't okay, and they're not great, but some and many are just fabulous, and they've been designed very well. And so we don't have to work in a model that's broken. If you can research working in a model that you really like, maybe something just point blank, something you like to do. And there's lots of categories and industries. So something that ignites your passion. Why wouldn't you consider that? So I think a lot of, one of the reasons is that we think franchising would take our last dime. <laughs> you know, we, we have um, maybe some myths. Maybe some of them are real. I'm going to buy a McDonald's or a Baskin Robbins. or so, You know, we name something and then we somehow attach hundreds of thousands of dollars to it and think it's just not doable. I don't know if those are the prices that go with those names, but I will say there's many, many others that could start at 5, 10, 20, 30, 40K. And that you could borrow from your own money, your own 401K, you can borrow and pay your own self-interest. I mean, I'm not a financier. I'm not here to tell you that, but um, but Dan actually is. And, and that's not what we're here to talk about today, but there are many ways to get into franchising and very doable financially. I do want to move on to talking about Dan because this is who we're joined by today, Dan Cunningham. And what I want to do is tell you his biography because Dan Cunningham has had more than 25 years of experience as a financial controller and a CFO and has worked for a variety of companies and they've been large and small. So he started his career in finance and accounting and Dan worked for the Marriott. He's also worked in the gaming industry, mortgage, restaurant industries, he was serving as the controller for Stuart Anderson's Black Angus restaurants when they had over 100 across the country. And prior to starting his own accounting and tax practice, Dan was the chief financial officer for Team San Jose, which is in California, and the company that operated the San Jose Convention Center and the surrounding theaters. 
So Dan's business and what he's doing is specializing in helping the small business owner. And this allows them to manage their financial health and focus on realizing their goals by working with Dan to create some custom planning. He has a Bachelor of Arts degree in economics from the University of California, Santa Barbara, and a master's in business administration from California State University at Long Beach. So Dan's going to be a valuable player here today. We're going to talk to him. And it's not so much that we're here to talk about taxes and accounting, but I do want you to hear that he does that. Because when you get to see his personality and a little bit about him, you may very well want to call him and make him the guy that's working on your accounting issues. But today I want to talk to him because he made this franchise choice. And I don't want to just talk about doing something without bringing you a person who did it. Take down this address. This is Dan's... Website URL, Paget spelled P-A-D as in doc, G-E-T-T, business, services, dot com. So that's three words, Paget, business, services, but all one word before the dot com as a URL. You can also take down his phone number, 925-349-6190. And Dan is willing to also do a free consultation with you, which will you know, we could talk more about that, but um, 20-minute consultation, talking about any of your needs, be it taxes, accounting, and he does this for personal and small businesses. So if you have payroll, profit, loss, any kind of things like that, and if you want to talk to him about why he chose a franchise. So please be aware you can't contact him on the phone number I gave, and whether it's a phone call or a Skype session, you know, he can do a consult with you. So now we get to the good part of introducing Dan Cunningham. Dan, you're a finance man. You're a franchise man. So I'm really glad you're here on the show. You offer a lot of talents. Thanks, thanks for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Lindsay. You're welcome. You know, I think that it always is good to begin with background. I, I can give my little bio on you, which is pretty impressive. Um, but let's let you just start with your own story of yourself. Tell me about your background. Well, uh, you did a great job of covering it. And I think the, the one thing that, you know, I really want to add is, you know, I had a really good career in, in, in the corporate world. I mean, I, you know, I had fun. I, I had a lot of wonderful opportunities working for companies like Marriott and Stuart Anderson's restaurants, and even some of the smaller companies. I, you know, I worked for a publicly traded company uh, that did teeth whitening, uh, Bright Smile, um, and you know, it was it was a great career, and I really got the opportunity to to become very good at what I do because of companies like Marriott that did such a good job training me. And um, you know, I spent most of my career um, with companies that really supplied services to other people and um, a whole bunch of different food tech companies. Yeah. So I think, I mean, you bring a diverse background. I mean, you, you have really touched on a lot of these and even the different sizes and what kinds of things they did. So talk to me about why companies hired you. Like what, why did, what did they know about you? Why would they call? Well, you know, the, the thing that I, after working for a few companies, I realized is that almost every company that ever hired me, they had some problem that needed to be fixed, whether it was in accounting or finance or, payroll and they needed someone who could come in with that that just a fresh look at things and um, really try to put a plan together um, to, to solve the issue I really spent got very good at looking at the company 
working with the people, talking to them and developing, you know, systems that I could put in place that would solve their problems. Um, and at the same time, you know, not be that person that comes in and changes everything without getting that input. And, you know, the good part about that, it was highly, highly rewarding. I really loved when I could solve that problem. But on the other side, and you even talked about it a little in your intro, some of the politics that come along with um, the company, it was also very, very frustrating at times. Yeah, I can imagine. It has to be a mix. It has to be a mix. And, you know, it sounds like you're very innovative and creative because you have to be to customize solutions and come up with strategic ideas and how someone can succeed. And every company's different, every boss, every goal, every number. So you bring that to the table. It sounds like you bring patience to the table, too, because you got to be patient to be able to listen to these folks. And again, not just have an idea, but really listen to what they're asking for help with and work with that. So you talk about frustrating, talk about rewarding. Let's go with rewarding first. Tell me about what was rewarding about your career. Well, I think, you know, there's several things. One of the main things that I just found so rewarding, um, and even what I do now is one of the reasons I do what I do now. But when I was in the corporate world, what I found just really to give me a lot of you know, self-worth was solving that problem, but not just the problem, any problem, but problems that would help drive the profitability for the company I was working for, because that's really why companies hire you. They hire you because you're going to help drive profitability and value to their customers. And, you know, I really enjoyed putting those systems in place that would just help the organization, not in the short run, but had to be a long run vision that you, you had to have. So the company in the long run would be better off and more profitable. Which, again, I think is saying something about you because I, I do hear you that, you know, you're really talking about sustainability, sustainability and growth, sustainability and revenue, sustainability and profit margin. But you have to invest yourself like people, you know, the company wants to know how it's going to happen and grow and what investments, you know, they're talking about from a financial perspective. You, with that kind of way of thinking, that's a big picture thinking. And that means you're investing yourself kind of on a journey of what it is they need. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. I mean, it's, um, you know, it's, it's interesting in the fact that a lot of people look at their job as just that a job versus, you know, that, that trade-off between your employer and you, which is they're investing in you, but you then have to invest in them so they can be profitable. And, um, you know, it was that, that side of, knowing that the people side of the business was really the key to, to being successful for me and also was one of those satisfying things that, you know, if you could get people to look at what they do as not just I'm going to work to get a paycheck, but I'm going to work to help drive whatever it is. And then on the other side, you get something in return. And what I always wanted to do was help people improve their skills, improve their performance. And I used to tell my staff, look at, what I want is I want you to be able to take my job. And so it's really helping people become better at what they do, which would help the company in the long run become a better company. So that's awesome. You know, that's, that's, I'm going to go ahead and put that in the visionary category because while it could seem common, it's not how most companies work. You know, I want you to be able to take my job. I want you to be able to grow enough to know and have resources and choices. So you really had relational dynamics. This is something that was very important to you and, 
and it would certainly work for you. I, I think it would work for many people if they would only try to use it. So that's why I said you're visionary. You sort of saw that, that helping people was a big part of it. And, and what other attitudes, you know, that you ha- did you have? Well, you know, it, it's interesting because when you get uh, to certain levels in the company, you know, when you're a controller and sometimes that's the highest position in finance in the company or a chief financial officer, which I've held both of those positions, there's this attitude that comes along that those positions can't do certain work. And I had bosses would say, oh, don't do that. You're the, you're the CFO or don't do that. You're the controller. And, you know, that attitude always bothered me in, in the fact that I really wanted people to see that there was no job that was too small for me, no matter what I did, because it, it did a couple things. One, it showed value to those people doing those jobs. And um, it also allowed me to understand what those jobs were and be able to really see what was going on for those people and what, you know, I could do to help improve what they were doing. And, you know, I remember I was, you know, I worked for a company, I was a CFO and, you know, I would even do data entry um, if it was needed to get the job done because it really helped develop the team and help me as a, as a person be able to help, help the company understand what was going on by not thinking any job's too small for me. Yeah, which goes back to, I'm going to still put that in the visionary category. You're seeing a big picture. You're seeing the future. That's a very open-minded attitude to have. It actually comes with quite a bit of humility. I'm going to name that. I don't think enough of folks, whether you are any level of the hierarchy. um, And I don't think enough folks have humility because, again, people are fighting to get ahead. So they sort of lose humility. You sound like you come to the table with humility, an open mind, a big picture, and somewhat of a visionary of how to do any job just so that you learn them all so you can help in any way you can. That would go a long way in your career. So what would you tell people about, you know, what they should do or shouldn't do or what, you know, whether a job is too big or small? Well, you know, one of the first things I always did when I went to a company is I made sure that I didn't make any changes when I first got there. And people always thought, gosh, why aren't you coming in and just changing the world? And what I really wanted to do is I wanted to listen to people. Um, I wanted to listen to what they had to say and what their ideas were. And, you know, I would sit down with everybody and have those conversations, but I only had two rules. And some people would look at me when I would tell them these two little rules that I have that really that's the only rules you have. But it was funny how difficult that these two rules were for people because our nature is not to, you know, do what I'm about ready to tell you. And I would tell them, I'll listen to any idea you have, any suggestion, but you can never tell me that you don't have time to do something. Because to me, when someone says, I don't have time for that, that means they're more important than what needs to be done. And the other one, which was even worse to me, was it's not my job. Um, And it was incredible how often people would come into my office and say, oh, that's not my job, Dan, or, or I don't have time for that. And both of those really defeat what needs to happen in the company, which is develop that team so we could um, build together as a team and, and really move the company forward that way. And to me, that was so satisfying. I got tremendous satisfaction from you know, creating success and building the team at the same time. Yeah, which, you know, you're being very consistent in how the things that I'm naming are playing out here. Because when I say big picture, creative, innovative, um, open mind and humility. So that all goes with 
how to create a team, how to be on a team, and how to certainly lead a team. And I think that team players, and especially folks with high-level positions and C-level positions, that are team players are really powerful. And one of the reasons is they let go of their power. I mean, they, they're not trying to be the one to boss everyone around. They're trying to create a camaraderie of working in unison, which, you know, I speak a lot about on the show about collective wisdom, collective working, collective thinking. We get smarter when we blend that. So what then, you know, because you're in these high-level roles and you, you're right, controller, you know, C-level position kind of stuff. What makes you consider doing a franchise? Why did you consider that? Well, the number one reason I considered a franchise, and it was the one thing for years that I, I knew deep down inside that I just, I was working for somebody else's goals and dreams. And, um, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. Some people, they are completely happy working for someone and, and we need people because, well, yeah, I guess we could all be business owners, but it would be a little strange. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think, you know, there, there's people I know they've worked for companies for 20, 30 years, and they're, and they're completely happy. Um, but I knew that as long as I worked for some, a company that was owned by somebody else, that I would never have the lifestyle I, I desired, the, the ability to, you know, go on vacation when I wanted to go on vacation. As a number of times, I went, you know, if I wanted to go on five vacations a year, I could do it. And uh, working for somebody else, I knew that was never going to happen. And I had a boss one time, and I, every time I think of the story, I can see his face. I can see the meeting I was in with him. And he said, you know, if you need to be gone for more than two weeks in a row on vacation, you're not needed here. And that was oh. one of those eye-opening things. Yeah, ouch. So, you know, I mean, that doesn't feel good. So let's just face that. Nobody wants to be told that. But, you know, that's a lack of freedom as you rise to the top of any organization. And honestly, I believe even if you're just a newbie, just starting, you know, we, we're really learning more and more about what it is to have freedom and life balance. And in that case, you don't even get the total creativity to do the job the way you want because part of your creativity is taking time off. You know, but somebody is disrespecting that that's a need you have to do your job at the best, you know, so that would be, I think that'd be a big problem. Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny because you mentioned creativity and I, I sit there and think of people don't realize the importance. And there were companies I worked for for years where I, I never went on vacation. I mean, I went, I think, five years one time without ever going on a vacation. And your creativity does start to go away because you never get that chance to recharge those batteries. And it's interesting because that same boss, I'll never, you know, same meeting, you know, someone was talking about, you know, we had to work really late that night. And I, I looked at him and said, you know, my staff is exhausted. They, they need to go home and get some sleep. And he says, you know, you can sleep when you're dead. Oh, oh my gosh. It, it, it was, you know, it was one of those eye-opening moments. And so I knew that as long as I was working for someone else's company, um, that I, you had to put up with those things, those personalities, those things that were really against the core of what you wanted to do in life. And, you know, as long as you work for somebody, you're going to have to work with, within those restrictions that they've put on you and that, you know, that's their vision of how a company's run. Right. Which brings us back to politics. I mean, that's what you're talking about, the restrictions and the way they see it and the way it has to be. And, I, you know, it's just a huge issue for me, politics, because, again, there's a lot of ways to define that word. And I certainly am not going to 
start now trying to, but I will say it is, it's a perspective and a viewpoint, but the difference is, you know, if it's being handed down to you, if it's being handed from the top down, and that's why I said, like in, when I worked in corporate America, you know, and I worked for great people and loved my jobs, but I watched a lack of ethics happen in the area of politics. And that's what made them to me feel, you know, politically challenged is somebody saying, you need to go tell that person they're not getting that bonus or that person can't have something they're promised. And I'm, I remember being in meetings and saying, well, no, but they were already promised it. You can't take it away now. And they're, well, no, we can. You know, we're management. And this is what our story is. This is what we're saying. And we need to do it. And, you know, I wasn't working with bad people. It's just they came up with solutions to fix problems. But ultimately, you know, that's politics. You know, well, what, do you, what do you think? Yeah, you know, and that's the thing. You know, the, the politics of work are, they come wherever you are. And, you know, it's one of the things that I really disliked. My last position was highly political because I did not only had the politics of um the work, but then we had to report to a, a governmental body, which just added more politics. And I'm very good at navigating uh, the politics uh, of a company. You know, I, I I understand how to do that. I know what to do. I know how to do that. But to me, it was such a waste of time, and and it was counterproductive because instead of doing what we're really called to do, which is drive the the, the company profit and provide something. That's special for our clients. I mean, to me, if I'm not adding value to my my customer, I'm not doing my job. And, you know, that was the one thing I always wanted to make sure was that no matter what I do, and that's, you know, the beauty of having my own business, I can say, is this the best thing for my company? And is it the best thing for my clients? And if I'm not seeing how it's driving profitability and value to my customer, it it just is not worth it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Right. Right, which again, I think we really resonate to this on this together. You know, again, when I talk about getting, you know, pursuing organizational psychology, it's really was understanding politics and understanding a different way. How do you approach it when you have a need? And so I, you know, this is just a big thing for me: politics and life balance and joy in the workplace. And I think that you're addressing a lot of this that you went through. You know, what 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 else can you tell me? I think you told me a story about Ford. Yeah, so it was interesting because the, uh, the uh, CEO of Ford is actually um, stepping down uh, later this year. And one of the things that he did when, when Ford um, had been around forever, as we all know, and when the market crashed back in 08, 09, that time period, and all the motor companies were going out of business and finally bankruptcy, he changed, the, worked on getting rid of the politics of Ford. And they were the only major auto dealer not to file bankruptcy because he saw that the politics were killing the business and he really went out and changed the vision of how people at Ford operate. It was a highly political organization beforehand, but he changed it where the customer and company profitability was the key and not, oh, I'm going to try to get ahead of Joe over here. It was really how do we drive the profitability of our company and what do we do to you know, create an environment where people are comfortable coming to work and they're not worried about the politics of the guy sitting next to me or what's my boss going to do to me today. And it's really about the mission of every company, which is to be profitable and to serve customers and drive value to our customers. Right. You got to love someone like that. I mean, you got to love, 
you know, again, these are leaders. These are leaders in our world. We have a lot of people with high-level positions, a lot of people in management. But leaders are people who really look at what's going on. And I always say, get off that track and get on another one. And everyone starts looking at them funny or pointing or, you know, shunning them. But interestingly, people who have that leadership skill, quality, or visionary capacity to see can and do often change the world. So we're going to we're going to go to break. I I I'm interested in asking you after the break why you decided to do franchising versus your own business. Those are two choices and certainly um I know a lot of people of our listeners would want to know that. So we're going to talk about that. This is Lindsay Levinson. We're on Illuminating Now, Lindsay's Life Secrets. We have our special guest today, and that's Dan Cunningham, and he's from Paget Business Services, and in, he does accounting and taxes and personal customized plans for you individually or your business. So we are going to break, and we will be right back, but please stay tuned. We have a lot more good information to reveal. We'll be right back. a single parent trying to create the balance between home life and work life? You may be running a successful business, but how are your relationships with your family and children? If you're one of the thousands of people trying to juggle it all, tune in to Straight Up with Chris, real talk on business and parenthood, hosted by Chris FSU. Chris is the portrait of the success story, coming to the U.S. with no language skills, founding and growing several businesses, while raising his daughter from age 7 to adulthood as a single dad. Listen every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Expect the unexpected each week with Extreme Radio, presented by Fitness RX for Men magazine. Exclusive interviews with celebrities, sports stars, comedians, with co-hosts Greg Valentino and Joe Pietaro. Tune in every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific for Extreme Radio. On VoiceAmerica.com. Ask Theo Live is talk radio like you've never heard before. Following her near-death experience, world-renowned author and spiritual medium Sheila Gillette became the direct voice channel for Theo, a consortium of 12 archangels. Through this unique channel, Sheila and her co-host Marcus Gillette present you with an opportunity to speak directly with Theo live on air on any topic you wish to discuss, including receiving authentic messages from deceased loved ones and angelic guides. Get the answer you need by tuning in to Ask Theo Live Talk Radio. Tuesday mornings at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. What can you find on Get Real Radio? Well, quite honestly, who you really are. Join host James Robinson each week for a program designed to reveal more about yourself and your world through words of wisdom and profound guests. You'll discover more about the spiritual movement and how it can work with you and alert you to problems you may not be aware of. It will educate, titillate, and enlighten your mind. Get Real Radio is broadcast live every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This could end up being the best time of your week. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. 
VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to Illuminating Now, Lindsay's Life Secrets. To connect with Lindsay or her guest, please call in to the show at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to lindsay244 at sbcglobal.net. That's L-I-N-Z-I-244 at sbcglobal.net. Now, back to Illuminating Now. Hi, this is Lindsay Levinson, and we are back. And welcome back. Thanks for staying tuned in. I always appreciate that. We've got some listeners here who really do stick it out through the whole show, and that's fantastic because there's always good information to come and that we are willing to share with you. So we were talking to Dan Cunningham, and we were talking to him about his life as a CFO and a controller and many of the jobs that he did in the world of finance and a lot of the freedoms that he might have had, but many that were absent. And we've also told you that Dan owns a franchise and Paget Business Services. But I want to ask the question, Dan, why a franchise and not your own business if you want freedom? Well, you know, the, it came down to a, a really simple thing. And, you know, I gave this a lot of thought. And part of it was, you know, my father had owned, owned a franchise in Southern California, owned an area franchise. And I, I saw what a franchise could really offer somebody. Um, and, and the other thing was it really came down to you could hit the ground running on day one. Uh, when I started to look at this and at, right after I left my, my last position uh, was at the uh, depth of the recession. There were no jobs. Um, you know, prior to that, I think the longest I'd ever been unemployed was a week, and that was because I had a job and I said I want an extra week off before I, I start my new job, and there was nobody hiring. So I knew look, if I'm going to do something, this is the time to go out and do it. And so I started to look at what do I do? How do I start my own business? And I started to look at the cost of starting my own business versus the cost of buying a franchise. And what it came down to was that at the end of the day, the cost would have been relatively the same. However, I would have taken months to develop, you know, marketing systems to develop, you know, how am I going to go out and, you know, strategize to get new clients and, you know, what, what software am I going to buy and all these decisions that I would have to make where in the franchise, they were done. They, you know, Paget had a marketing system together. Paget had software for sales. Paget had software for my accounting system. They had tax software. And so I literally, on day one, the day I opened up for business, I could do a tax return. I could do my client's accounting. And I could focus on what the most important thing of my business was at the time, which was getting customers. And by having that in place from day one, um, it, it just made sense. All I had to do was follow the system that Paget created for me, and I could I could start right away. Right, which you know, a, a business model is a precious thing. People, you know, may not get 
you know, we want our own freedom. We want to make our own rules. And, you know, but what it is to just have a brochure, to just have a mailer, to have someone you can call and say, I don't get how I'm supposed to do this. You know, what's the way we do this? So to be able to have support, to be able to make a phone call, um, you know, the, the different protocols and practices and procedures, they've been built. So you're not figuring them out. And are there legal issues? And, and how do you handle that? And, you know, time is money in the business world. And, you know, really for that matter, time is money anywhere because, you know, our, our time is precious. So it's worth anything that we have to have free time and more time and life balance. So I think that what you're talking about here, about a system being created and all of these things, even down to business cards, or they take a lot of time. And I don't think we understand how much time they take. So we're forced to do them. And in your case, you made the smart decision to look at, you know, franchising as a way to have that business model created and a lot of those resources available. So what, what would be the disadvantages of owning? Well, you know, and this is the one where, you know, looking back at my father owning an area franchise for a company, um, I probably saw this disadvantage uh, firsthand more often than I care to because I, uh, I was in college when my father purchased uh, the franchise in Southern California. And as an area franchise, you had all these other franchisees that um, kind of you were in charge of. And the ones that were successful followed the system. And the ones that weren't su- successful didn't. And the biggest disadvantage to me of owning a franchise is you have to give up a little control. You just have to be willing to look at certain things and say, is it worth really, you know, having a, a control over this? You mentioned business cards. It's funny because I didn't have this in my notes until you mentioned it. But at Paget, they even come to us and say, this is what we think should be on your business card. And I went to the point when I bought the franchise saying, if that's what they think is supposed to be on my business card, I'll have it on my business card. I know people who will argue that point. Uh, and, and so you have to be willing to be successful to give up control. But that's a disadvantage because most business owners, myself included, we like control. We like to be in control of what we do and how we do it. But the franchisors created systems that work. And so, you know, you have to be willing to balance that to make sure that you're going to be successful. And if you can't give up control, it's going to be a tough road to be a franchisee. Yeah. And, you know, you're saying business owners like to be in control. I, you know, I think a lot of us and certainly in, people with intelligence like some control because we've got a lot of ideas floating around in our head and I think that's insightful what you're saying, though. I mean, you do have to think about that, the the giving up of the control, but it becomes a mix. You know, it's a mix of ownership because letting go of some of that, like your business card, but of so many bigger things. I remember when I was researching franchising and franchises, and I researched the top uh, top 100 franchises going on in the nation and even globally some of them. Uh, top 100, then I got down to top 50, then I got down to top 20, I got down to top 10. Um, I mean, I really, really did a huge research project on this to even understand which led me to be a franchise broker because I was so excited about all of the things that were available. But it was interesting to see, you know, whether it was a certain T-shirt or a flip-flop. I might see a flip-flop and T-shirt and think, that's a great idea, but a casual, fun way to work. And then I'd look at another franchise and think, yeah, I'd want to do that there and see, no, that wouldn't be okay there. But I would just go back to your point about letting 
go. You let go for the bigger vision. And the bigger vision is that someone built that model and it works. And it's going to sound like a strange correlation if I bring up medication, but sometimes we take meds in the world and, you know, we take it for a day or two and it's somebody tells us, hey, this is going to take about four weeks to work or six weeks. And certainly I'm in the field of psychology, so I understand psychopharmacology quite well. And there's a certain time something takes to work, you know, but, you know, day one, day two, we don't feel good. The meds have side effects. They don't feel very good. So we're like, oh, you know, I'm enough of this. But there's a bigger picture we're trying to get to. And we have to actually try the model that somebody's saying to see if that actually would work to make us feel better. And it may or may not, but there's a certain period and everyone would agree it wouldn't be day two. So I think that you make a really good point here, although (laughs) I drew it into medication. um, It's that models are built People have researched. People have come up with answers to things. And um, we might think we know more on day one or day two, but why not try to follow the model? So, you know, I really, I like that. What about the advantages? Well, you know, the the biggest advantage to me is support. Uh, when, When I started my franchise, you know, I'd spent over 25 years of my career around accounting and, and finance. And the one thing I knew was that taxes were the toughest part of the of what I did because you know we have a 76,000 page tax code here in the United States because we have nothing better to do than write new tax laws all the time and so it's very complicated and I knew I couldn't know everything and so it's the support that you get I, I can pick up the phone I can have a client that has international bank accounts and what do you do and how do you do that and it's a phone call away where if I was out on my own, I would have to do all that research. I would have to figure out what research tools should I buy? How do I, I get them? Is it a good research tool? And so, you know, one of the big advantages of the owning a franchise is that support. And in good franchises, that support goes beyond the corporate office. Uh, when I started my franchise, uh, with Paget, there were four offices that start started at the same time, and we con- we communicate together, we talk to each other, um, and we have a group of franchisees that we have a you know email exchanges back and forth, and so it's that support that comes with it. And the great part about that is, with that support, success is shared by everybody. So I don't have to be the only person to know that. We had an issue recently with the IRS sending out. letters to uh, people that were in error. And I got an email from our corporate offices saying that. So I could tell all my clients, if you get this letter, don't worry about it. It's a mistake. Um, I wouldn't have known that if it wasn't for being in a franchise and being in that system. So to me, it's the support that you get, the the help that makes franchises so important. I think that each of these things we're talking about are concepts that I think as entities unto themselves, we don't really understand the value. As you blend them into how to succeed in a big picture in a job and make a living, these things become extremely valuable. And, you know, so we might think, I don't mind going out on my own. I'm kind of sick of politics. I don't need support. I just need to come up with my own creative ideas and write a strategy and get my business running. Um it's not that simple. And support becomes very precious and it's partly to be able, like you're saying, to turn to anyone and to follow the system and to help it, 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 it 
speeds up your training because you have someone that you can call and learn and maybe that isn't exactly something you've been trained in detail, but you will be when you're done with that phone call. And I think that also, you know, I'm a huge advocate for saying, hey, we learn from our mistakes. Like I'm not here to diss anyone who makes mistakes in business or anywhere else in the world. But a mistake takes time. So again, if you're on your own, like you said, how would I know how to do that research or how to look up something? So you not only have to take the time to do it yourself and not just make a quick phone call, but you also might do it wrong. And when you do it wrong, you then, again, time is money. You've got to backpedal, figure out what you did wrong, correct it, possibly reach out. You know. So I would just say that you, know, you, you make a really good point on you know, that that's, it, it's a tremendous insight that you can see that you might be your own boss, but that support is a mix of people who are just building the same model. That franchise is successful and you hope it stays successful. So supportive people that help keep on catapulting it to its next level can only do well for you. Do you agree? Absolutely. It's, you know, it's, the, it's the most important part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, you're part of building the system that is that franchise. So that's what I think is exciting. So tell me how to be successful in a franchise. You know, it's funny because um, I get a lot of phone calls from people who are looking at um, Paget as a franchise. And I tell them there's two things you have to do. And it's really this simple. It's kind of like losing weight, exercise, eat more, or right. eat less and exercise more. I knew I had that backwards. <laughs> uh, uh, but the, the, the first thing is follow the system. They put a system in place, it works, it's proven, follow the system. The second thing is be willing to work hard. And a lot of people struggle with that second one, but it's hard work. And if you're willing to work hard, the rewards are there. Follow the system, work hard, you will be successful in the long run. And you even mentioned about, you know, your, your medicine thing, you know, your medicine example there. It's the same thing. People expect you know, a month after they start their business, they're going to be wildly successful. It takes a long time to really get to that point where, you know, you are successful. So you have to have that patience to do it. Work hard, follow the system and be patient and you'll be successful in the franchise. That's great. And, and, you know, tell me about your, you know, pageant. Like if if someone wants to call you again, I, I hope people listen so they can hear your personality. You're upbeat. You're intelligent. You've had some fantastic jobs, um, but you know why Paget? Why you? What what's different? Well, you know, there's really two things um, that that make Paget different. Uh, the first one is for the small business owner. The most frustrating thing is knowing not knowing what things are going to cost, and most uh, accounting firms charged by the hour. And so you're always watching the clock on your CPA or your accountant wondering what it's going to cost, what my bookkeeper is going to cost. Um, I charge a flat fee for, for their monthly accounting work. And you know what it is. Uh, when I do a tax return, there's a fee schedule by the form, the complications. And I can tell you pretty closely exactly what your tax return is going to cost and what it's going to cost to your accounting and your payroll. So the first thing is it's a known cost. So as a business owner, it's a great thing. Um, and we specialize in small businesses. We're small business owners ourselves, and so we understand the, the, the intricacies of it. One of the things that we do is we actually go to our clients and pick up their accounting stuff because they need to, they're not making money if they're delivering accounting paperwork to me. And so it's really one of those services that makes us different that we can go get the stuff, 
and bring it to our offices, take care of it, and deliver it back to them where they don't have to do it. So you know, there's just two things that I find that are just unique with Paget um, and why people choose us for their tax and accounting. Yeah, that is unique. I mean, that both of those. And when you talk about a flat rate, yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, everybody in the service industry, you know, we pay people by the hour and it adds up and it also causes us stress and anxiety because you're already stressed out about your taxes and accounting. It's got to be one of the most stressful things we deal with in our life is that. And so then the fact that we're stressing about what it's costing us because we don't know how long it'll take someone, let alone getting in a vehicle and driving around trying to drop different things off and so I think those are actually really huge pluses, flat fee, and, and the fact that you would drive anywhere to pick up anything. Um, that's fantastic. I, I haven't heard that, and I hope you listeners are listening. Um, you know, I am going to move toward some other areas in closing the show, and I'm about to thank you, Dan, but I wanted to say to the listeners, you know, Dan, as I said, he, he's offering a free consultation for 20 minutes and talk to you about what your needs might be. If you're interested in a franchise, I'll talk to you about that. If you have you know, needs to do with accounting, to do with taxes, to do with the way and, you know, a phone call, a Skype session. But, you know, I don't know. Do you work outside of the local area, Dan, if somebody wants to send packages to you or do that kind of thing? Absolutely. Anywhere in the United States. Okay. So that's really important for your listeners to hear that because I have met Dan. I have interviewed him. I have done my little investigation before I have guests on to really feel like I'm having credible, great people to offer some really great value. And I think that's why the show is doing good. These are credible, good people in the world. And so think about giving him a phone call. And I know I told you his number is 925-349-6190. His name is Dan Cunningham. He is in the San Francisco Bay Area running this practice. So that's prestigious in and of itself. But he can work with you anywhere that you are based on what you want to work out with him. So pagetbusinessservices.com is the URL. And Dan, I just really want to thank you for being on today. I'm going to continue on to talk about some things, but your time's really valuable. And thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Lindsay. I've really enjoyed talking to you about it today. Yeah, I think, you know, it's great. I I like talking to smart people. I like talking to people who've investigated. I, again, I want to just remind listeners, my site that I can give you more data on. I think it's just a valuable site because you can learn things from it is franchisetofreedom.com. And even Dan's, you know, Paget is is listed there. So you can go and investigate. And I would say to you again, why not? Why wouldn't you investigate? Maybe you love automotive. Maybe you love business services like Dan or financial. Maybe you love child education, computer technology, direct marketing or food related. Maybe it's a restaurant or a coffee shop or a popcorn stand or a yogurt booth. You know, cleaning, maintenance, this doesn't, franchises don't mean you're the one doing it. People think, well, I'm not going to go be some, you know, cleaning person because I don't know how to do that or I can't do senior aid. I'm not a nurse. These, that's the whole point Dan's talking about. These models are built and you can understand how you can be involved and involve yourself. It doesn't necessarily mean you're even the one doing any of the actual things like automotive or I will, I will say senior care is one of the hottest things going right now, if you have an interest in that. But retail sales and repair and employment and personnel and financial, they're all part of it. So that's why I said franchise2freedom.com. You can actually plug in a category, a list, or ask for the whole list. And take a look. See if anything inspires you. So that's what I want to say on that. 
I would like to say that the Lindsay life secret for today is you can have the life that you deserve. Most of us believe we have to work to earn the money that can provide for that life we live. But the truth is doing what you bring, you know, what brings you joy, that's how you actually maintain your health. So if you live a healthy life, then you get to choose what brings you wealth. So you do get to choose freedom. It actually is your choice. And you can write the next chapters of your own story. And my suggestion, write them well. More importantly, really make them count. So I want to say that. I want to tell you next week, Gary Loper will be our guest. And Gary's a life coach. He's a certified energy coach. He's been trained by Laurel Langemeyer. And he's also a motivational speaker. Um, Laura Langemeyer is also a financial expert and she's his financial coach, but she's also a financial expert on the Dr. Phil show. Um, she's been featured in Forbes as one of the most powerful women. So this is who is training Gary Loper, who's going to be on the show. He is the author of three books and one of them is called Learn About the 20 Secrets to Building Better Love Relationships. And I will say that Gary's going to be really honest. He's going to come on and tell us he's had two divorces He's found his way back to love again. He's going to help us see life during and beyond and after divorce and talk a little bit about his story. There's been some intimate struggles that are really to do with some physical ailment issues, and he has been challenged and inspired to overcome. And so this gets more interesting because I think a lot of us have to deal with things like this. So regarding today, I would just say most hours are spent working We try to get fulfillment and grow our identity at work, but we can also be demolished at the hand of the workplace. So I think it's really important. You know, here's the thing. Just here's the thing, guys. You can choose the life you want and find something that's right for you. And franchising is a very exciting option, and it's certainly worth investigating, as I have said, and tried to name a bunch of categories to get you excited. But um, when I did my research, I was really lit up because I was so shocked at how many fun things there were to do. Check out Dan's site again, pagetbusinessservices.com. Give Dan a call, 925-349-6190. Talk to him about business, accounting, taxes, or franchising. And follow us on Facebook at Illuminating Now and Twitter at the at sign Illuminating Now. And take a look this time at FranchiseToFreedom.com. That's a new site that I'm telling you about, but I really hope you go there. I really just want to thank you all. You keep choosing to listen. And while that should make a lot of sense to me, I'm always with tremendous gratitude that you do. You, the listeners, are awesome. Participating on Facebook is awesome. And you can always reach me at qualityforlifecoaching.com or lindsay, L-I-N-Z-I, 244 at sbcglobal.net. I have been your host here at Illuminating Now, Lindsay's Life Secrets, and we were with Dan Cunningham. And I appreciate you listeners and your involvement more than you know. Have a very, very meaningful week. Make it count Do a little bit of research. See if there's anything in your life you want a little bit more of and see if maybe to do with the workplace, there's any changes you want to make in your life to make you just a little bit happier than you are today. But no matter what, have a great week and thank you so much for listening today. I hope the show has been valuable. Thanks. Thanks for joining us for Illuminating Now, Lindsay's Life Secrets. 
Please join Lindsay Levinson again next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, Noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 